0: Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining
1: us today. Let's get to it. Monica, we love when food
0: trucks turn into brick and mortars. And recently, Sugar Spoon is opening up a storefront.
1: Woohoo! Woohoo! I know they are and uh, you know it's just as colorful as both their trucks so really really loving it. Um so Nelson that's coming up this week.
0: It is coming up this week. Are you a blue fan or a pink fan? Cuz I'm going to side with the salmon color.
1: The salmon color. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a blue fan. <laughs> I'm a blue fan. But Nelson you should love this location because it's near some place where I think you might have gone to school.
0: Oh really? Um, Seattle U, because I did get my master's there. Oh, did <laughs> anybody know that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's on the Ave in district and oh. it's going. <laughs> it's a it's it's a bricks location, and it's at four five one eight on the Ave. And guys, for their launch party on Thursday, it's going to be Dollar Dough. And all you have to do is RSVP on their Eventbrite link. So go ahead and check out their profile. Nelson, huge, huge news for the city. Oh,
0: I'm such a big fan. You know, we love Will and the rest of the team at Sugar Spoon. Mm-hmm. I think it's so awesome that they're finally opening up a storefront. Good for those guys. Good for those guys. What turned into a class project at University of Washington at UW. Why would I say University of Washington? Because nobody that goes to UW says University of Washington.
1: <laughs> Isn't it U of Dub? <laughs>
0: no, you not U of Dub. U Dub. <laughs> Turned it from a business class project to a full-blown storefront and food truck business. It's amazing. I mean, amazing what they did. It's awesome. So proud of them.
1: Congrats, you guys.
0: And then let's move on because you were so
1: mad that I had
0: Jollibee's.
1: Oh, I am double mad. I am (laughs) double mad this week. Tell us, Nelson, when did you go to Jollibee and what did you have? (laughs) Oh. I went on a
0: Tuesday night because my friends and I like to do $5 Tuesdays for movies. And uh, hey, Monica, guess what? Your favorite thing? No lines. No lines. Damn. I literally got stuck in traffic. My friends had already ordered a bucket for themselves for those two. And I'm like, you didn't order anything for me? All right. <laughs> so I was just like, no, no this just, just go and order. There's no line. So I literally walked up, ordered my two-piece chicken with the spaghetti and um, good to go. I
1: mean, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. I got guys, the spicy too. Got the spicy. This, this is no lie,
1: you guys. I messaged Nelson. I'm just like, what is going on right now? <laughs> you went to Jollibee? And then I got yeah. back like, oh, it's too far from your house. And I'm all, yeah, but you were right there. <laughs> and then today I saw my brother. And guess what? He walked right by Jollibee last night. He's all, yeah, there was no line. And he was just like, well, last time I waited, last time I got you Jollibee, I waited for like two hours. So I wasn't doing that again. Oh, but there was no line. <laughs> <laughs> I mean oh Monica,
0: you, you are you always complains like I don't want to go down that far south. I went to a, something with friends earlier today and you go like, oh that's too far. Because Ooh. that's it's it's Iberian. How could you get mad if you already say like I don't want to drive that far? You can't get well, mad. I, I
1: don't want to drive that far, but if you are already there, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> like that's just what friends do, Nelson. It, it is what friends do,
0: but Monica. <laughs> I have a life outside of the Seattle Foodie Podcast. I'm sorry to tell you
1: that. <laughs> well, stop it, Nelson. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Fine, on to the show. <laughs> Speaking
0: of Seattle Foodie Podcast, welcome to our show, episode 61. <laughs> Monica, I hope everyone enjoyed our last show, which we covered Ballard as our neighborhood focus. Because I got a lot of feedback from a lot of people telling me some great places that we didn't get to visit. I think that list is ever growing. It is evergreen. I'm telling you.
1: Uh, for sure, even even I live, you know, near Ballard. Um, there's tons of places, and there's always new places opening up. But you know, I mean, I got a family too, so some picky eaters, and so I can't go to all the places I would love to go to. And you know, got that job thing too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe down the
0: road in like year five of our Seattle Foodie podcast, we'll do another neighborhood focus on Ballard part two or something like mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah. Year 10, year 10, yeah. maybe year in 10. 20, <laughs> you know, 2030 or something like that mm-hmm. when we're syndicated and, you know, <laughs> For sure. But let's get on to our, let's get on to our show today. As I mentioned, episode 61, we have two recaps. They're big recaps. And then we have several events that we were back in the event season. It's the holiday season, Monica. Remember what you said, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then New Year's. So (laughs) let's get on to it. Oh, my goodness. For us, definitely was America's Test Kitchen weekend. Two big events on Friday and Saturday. Friday night was the more intimate one at Block 41. And that was the celebrating 20 years of America's Test Kitchen. And then the main event was at Pier 22 All the Test Kitchen celebrities were there, including Julia Collin-Davidson, Chef Jack Bishop, and they brought all the food and drinks from Seattle and beyond. I even stuck around, Monica, for the Morimoto ramen demonstration. Chef Morimoto, I know we saw them earlier with the opening of Momo-san, but he finished off the main event on Saturday and he made two dishes of ramen with his ramen packets, which was kind of cool. So Monica, what were some of your highlights for Friday and Saturday night?
1: Oh, Friday and Saturday. Okay. Um, so Friday, Friday got got a shout out to Sawyer because they brought a pork belly bow that was fantastic. And uh, that bun is done so well and it just melts my heart every time. So shout out to Sawyer and Mitch Mayers. So that was one of my favorites. Um, what about you, Nelson?
0: Oh, I had several because, man. <laughs> okay. First of all, let's, let's start at the second level. <laughs> Where you had the beef tongue from Lark and John Sundstrom. I mean, mm-hmm. Chef John Sundstrom, that was, it was like brisket tender melt in your mouth. Shoda was doing the pear cream with the caviar on your hand and you just mm-hmm. suck it in. Did you
1: do that, Monica? Did you try that out? <laughs> um, no, not this time.
0: <laughs> oh. oh, you did it. You did it before. Excuse me. Now, that was the, this was the first time for me. It was awesome. I think I did that three times. And then, <laughs> then we went downstairs and you talked about Mitch Mayers, but I have to give a shout out to Mam noon and they did a batteresh, which was a mm-hmm. smoky eggplant dip with the lamb ragu mm-hmm. from chef Kerry Mishani. Oh man, that was so good. So, so good. I mean, that was probably one of the best things I ate that night. There was mm. so much food, so much alcohol, Man, they gave us five drink tickets. The cocktails were so stiff (laughs) and they were so good. I mean, we had so many cocktail tickets left over and people were just giving them away too. (laughs) So To to Frank.
1: (laughs) They were giving them to Frank.
0: Mr. Frankstagram. Mr. (laughs)
1: Frankstagram. Shout out to that guy. Yeah, no, um, it was a great night and definitely had something for everybody. And it was uh, just fantastic. It was just like all-star everywhere. And then on Saturday, what was your some of your favorite highlights from Saturday? You know, strangely, one of my favorites is a non-meat dish, which blew my mind a little. But uh, one of my favorite bites was from Tulio. And it was a butternut mm. squash terrine with goat cheese, pear puree, and beet vinegar. And I just thought that those flavors were balanced and executed very well for each of the textures and so yeah that was one of my favorite bites and yeah what about you nelson there was a lot of meat there (laughs) lots lots of
0: proteins monica we when we prepared our show notes we we didn't highlight which ones we liked. that was one of the ones i liked was that butternut squash it was so good i love that one but you like you said there's a lot of meats Uh, a lot of people did braised short rib but the one that really stood out to me was the Coco braised short rib from Terra Vista, from Snoqualmie Casino. And Chef yeah. Justin Lee, that was amazing, with the little chicharron on top. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that braised short rib was cooked to perfection. I loved it. Really, really good. Lots of fun. That was really cool. I mean, they, they had books. There's events everywhere. It was crowded that Saturday. I mean... Yeah. It's literally called the main event because, I mean, you at the beginning, you were walking like shoulder to shoulder, like trying to grab stuff. But they had a bunch of activities. They had the chef demos. They also had book signings. People were everywhere. They had the the VIP room that you kind of go through and mm-hmm. lots of lots of fun things and activities to do. I thought it was a well, well planned event, especially that was the second time I think we've been to Pier 22 and what was, the, what was the last event? Was it Taste of Washington that we ended up going to? I can't remember.
1: I can't remember either. There, I mean, it's definitely for a much um, bigger event for sure. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Um, and I just remember another bite that I love. Um, Chef Dan Malahan was advertising Steelhead, but actually he substituted with Coho because he just gets whatever's in season. And his dish was light and fresh. And if Steph you're listening... Chef Dan brought cucamelon again. So Steph and I tried these cucamelons that he prepared earlier this year at Feast, and it was just delicious. So sorry to sidetrack, but um, it was so nice and refreshing this time of year where it's not heavy. Because I get you about like the braised meats, but it's a little heavy when you're eating a bunch of stuff. And so it was really nice to lighten it up with other dishes.
0: Now, just as a reminder, this is year two of America's Test Kitchen Eats, and both events help to benefit Fair Start always for a good cause. Mm-hmm. Now, Monica, let's move on to the next recap. It kind of coincided with maybe a little bit with America's Test Kitchen because mm-hmm. um, we we worked with Valley Figs and they they brought us into the America's Test Kitchen for the main event. But ch- tell us what we did on Saturday morning.
1: Yeah. Uh, you and I attended a fig week blogger brunch at Bar Melusine with Valley Fig Growers and some food friends. So they are the brand behind Orchard Choice and Sunmade California. And from what we hear are responsible for growing 40% of the world's supply of figs. 40% of the world's supply of figs. Um, That's the question I asked. I asked that question, Monica. <laughs> yes, Nelson, you had very well positioned <laughs> questions that day. Very relevant on point and just scintillating, <laughs> we got to hear from Paul Mespel, a third generation fig grower and part of the cooperative. So Nelson, I love figs, but I have to say that I learned a lot of things that I did not know. Like thinking about them the way we think about wines and the different like colors and depth and flavors. So it was a uh, very educational for me. And in terms of dishes, I, I gotta say, I love the fig donut, which came from General Porpoise and um, the smoked salmon. So um, those are two of my favorites. That smoked salmon. They didn't say it, but it, it was cold smoke, and it had really great texture and hit the spot for brunch. Um, I think I can guess your favorites, but why don't you tell okay. us what they were?
0: Oh, yes, please tell me what, what were my favorites.
1: <laughs> uh, let's see. Would it be the the French toast?
0: Yes, of course it was the fake French toast. <laughs> but the other one, I don't know if you would guess the other one. There's one more. Which one did you, which one's the other one you let me think I would like
1: the chicory salad.
0: Oh, how'd
1: you guess? <laughs> how'd you guess that? Got your number, bro. I know <laughs> <laughs> the flavor profiles. <laughs> yes. The flavor
0: profiles on the chicory salad. Mm-hmm. Okay. They used an anchovy vinaigrette. I know it sounds a little bit odd, but mm-hmm. Oh, it went so well with the figs in that chicory salad. Yeah. Oh, So good on that flavor profile. I thought it was very refreshing. I'm not. I'm. I'll be honest with you. I'm not really a fan of chicory. Mm-hmm. I'm just. I, I. It's usually not my favorite type of green or t- favorite type of vegetable. But, uh, it it really worked and I I liked it. Bar is a great spot. I I really enjoyed it. I usually go there for happy hour, but I've never been there for brunch. And, mm-hmm. um, they made some really really great dishes there for
1: sure. I had a great time. And then, like you said, they hosted us at, uh, America's test kitchen, but guys, my guessing Nelson's favorite dishes, here's why that's such a big deal. Nelson and I weren't even sitting at the same table. I could not see him eating. So I wasn't seeing his reactions. That's literally just a guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know me well, you know me well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, do we have some events this weekend?
0: We've got, do we have some events this weekend? We have several (laughs) events this weekend. Let me start it off. So Monica, over the summer, we talked about it on a past episode, Stranger held this Seattle Burger Week and they had discounts or actually some great values on burgers throughout Seattle restaurants. Mm -hmm. And they are back with Seattle Pizza Week from the Stranger and they're doing $2 slices starting Monday, November 11th. All the way to Saturday, November 16th, pizza joints all over Seattle will be participating, including Andare, Humble Pie, Little Maria's, Nine Pies Pizzeria at Seattle Wine Works, which we talked about a couple episodes ago, Southside Pizza and Gelato, and so many more pizza, pizza joints. Monica, make sure you head to the Stranger to see where you can get your $2 slices and on what day, because... And Dari may be having $2 slices, but you don't know if it's on Wednesday or Tuesday or m- multiple days. So make sure mm-hmm. you guys go check on that website to check it out. I think it's kind of cool that The Stranger is doing that. Burger Week, was, I, I heard, was very successful. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing pizza, mm-hmm. winter time. I mean, it's it's perfect.
1: Yes, I, I think it's perfect. And, you know, Andari has uh, one of my favorite pizzas. It's called the Carnivore, and it's just so heavy and full mm-hmm. of meat. It's fantastic. <laughs> yep. So, yes, I'm going to yep. check it out.
0: Awesome. All right, Monica, what do you got?
1: The first thing I have is Sunday, November 17th, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Theo chocolate is bringing a holiday edition of their popular broken bar series. So bars get broken in the factory all the time and Theo sells them out of their flagship for special events. So what you can expect is to pay about $10 per pound. You can stock up for the holidays and think like baking and decorating. And while you're waiting in line, Theo is going to be handing out five-pack holiday chocolate bars to the first 10 people there. And they'll also have a very special door prize, which is tickets to Enchant Christmas Seattle, which is the world's largest Christmas maze, Christmas light maze, that's coming to T-Mobile Park starting November 22nd. They're going to be having tons of extra specials in the store. And so even though they might run out of the broken bars, the specials are going to be going all day till they close. So, Nelson, we're big fans of Theo, right?
0: Big fans of Theo, but you're not big fans of lines, so I don't know if you're going to be the first ten that'll be waiting in line. But this is so cool! It's the holiday edition. Yeah, holiday, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking peppermint, mm-hmm. maybe peppermint mm-hmm. chocolate, eggnog, toffee,
1: eggnog. Egg- I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That yes. sounds
1: sounds delicious. Is it? Is it? Can we start? Can we start thinking about the holidays now? Is it safe, Nelson? I mean, yeah, people are starting to
0: buy turkeys and
1: stuff. <laughs> okay. just checking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i guess i guess it's okay i guess <laughs> i guess do you need my permission you don't really need my permission for i know anything, you're always but...
1: scolding me though <laughs> it's not time yet
0: <laughs> i still think okay i'll be honest with you i still think it's a little early mm-hmm. i mean i'm i'm still i'm still trying to wax and uh tune up my skis so i'm <laughs> I'm not quite ready yet to go and go full-blown into holiday season
1: for sure i but, hear
0: that but if Costco's already selling presents and Christmas presents and I'm seeing these one up arcades for Christmas gifts mm-hmm. I, I, I I guess if Costco's doing it I guess it's okay <laughs> if
1: Costco's know. doing it <laughs> <laughs> all right now and
0: the holiday and the holiday cups at Starbucks oh yes thank God there's thank God there's no more. A pumpkin spice lattes.
1: Ooh, <laughs> my goodness is we're, we're over that, yes. that time. Peppermint we're, mochas. We're in the holiday cups. Peppermint yes. mochas all the way. <laughs> so this next event, Nelson, I actually haven't heard about. So why don't you tell us? You haven't heard about it, but Monica, we've
0: talked about Lauren Coe, AKA local kitchen before, right? Mm-hmm. But I haven't heard of this event. Yeah. She creates amazing pies. If, for those that don't know, should. Her pies, her pie designs are amazing. Make sure you go to at Loco Kitchen, L-O-K-O Kitchen and her Instagram. It's, it's just wonderful stuff. It's the designs are just mesmerizing the, what she does. Well, she is holding two fundraisers on Friday and Sunday at the work Seattle on first hill. Mm-hmm. The fundraiser on Friday will benefit world central kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday's fundraiser will benefit Amara. You can purchase tickets. Uh, make sure you go onto her bio so you can enjoy pies from local kitchen and they're also serving up scoops of Molly Moon's ice cream as well. So during that whole time on Friday and Sunday. And also the ticket will get you a raffle to win one of the five different pies that Lauren Coe has made for each event. Mm. So she's making five, ten, ten 10 total pies, five for Friday, five for Sunday. And you can purchase the raffle tickets to win one of those pies to take home. And if you want more chances to win those pies, you can purchase additional raffle tickets for twenty five dollars. And like I said, it's benefiting Amara as well as World Central Kitchen. It's kind of a cool idea. I think mm-hmm. that's awesome that Lauren Co is doing that.
1: Yeah, I think that's cool, too, for sure. And I'm a lover of pie, so <laughs> it's pie season.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I hope she makes
0: that that pie that really, really uh, made her into a star was that blueberry pie with that wrap design on the the lattice wrap i don't i don't even know how to describe it wait, it's crazy a, wait the way a lettuce wrap
1: <laughs> no yes
0: yes lettuce wraps. yes <laughs> lattice okay
1: lattice i got it lattice yeah. did i say la- I, I said lattice but okay. <laughs> no it sounds really great
0: okay and then monica tell us another event you got
1: Another event we have going on is the Seattle Night Market, and it's moving indoors to Magnuson Park Hangar 30 for the winter. On Saturday, November 16th from 12 p.m. to 9 p.m., you can join in for family-friendly fun. There are going to be a ton of vendors there, food trucks, street food, beer garden, cocktail lounge, DJs, and more. Now, if you ask me, the vendor to watch is the team behind Susu, and we know them from their world ice cream. And this fall, they switched it up as Loma, a Singaporean eatery pop-up so they've got some savory dishes and tasty drinks on the menu and mission is a dollar you guys and that benefits seattle's farmers market association farmer relief fund and if you donate five dollars or more on entry you'll get a free led ring and who doesn't need a little bling while supporting a great cause (laughs) (laughs) so nelson i know you were mentioning my story today where i was posting some of the food at loma what did you think
0: Oh, it looked really good. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Okay, actually, yes, you did. Because Susu was doing some other things at the Fremont Sunday Market mm-hmm. besides rolled ice cream. Mm-hmm. It's really good that they're opening up mm-hmm. and they're not doing just rolled ice cream. I, I mean, I love their rolled ice cream. I mean, there there isn't anything else that I would, I would eat mm-hmm. for that rolled ice cream. But it's really cool that they're doing other savory dishes. You know me. I love savory. Oh, Give totally. me the savory all day.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, winter's just a really hard time on the street for ice cream. So they've been doing this for the last couple of years where they'll switch it up and do it, some do something else. So for the past two years, they've been doing poutine. And then this year they're doing something a little bit different. Uh, chef Fai is uh, he's a French trained chef and uh, he he's an expert in Malay food. So like that hot dog thing that, you're, that was on my feed, that mm-hmm. actually yeah, is that's... like a Malaysian beef mixture that was savory and had crunchy bits on it. I think you would have loved it, Nelson. Oh, yeah. I'm
0: all over that one. That was the one I really <laughs> liked. But can we talk about the LED ring? Is this like a, a selfie light ring to help with pictures and stuff? Or what? what is this thing? Or is this like a ring pop? What, what are we talking about here, Monica?
1: I thought it was a ring pop, but now you've got me thinking that maybe it is a selfie ring. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was a yeah. ring.
0: Oh, I thought it was when, they, when they're talking about like an LED ring that, you know, has like those uh, some of our foodie friends bring it around like uh, this mm-hmm. ring where you can light it up for darker situations mm-hmm. where we can take better photos mm-hmm. i don't know maybe i'm just in like photography mode food photography yeah. mode but i i don't know but maybe if it's an led ring is it like a green lantern ring yeah kind of cool no
1: i know. was thinking like rave <laughs> <laughs> so like totally different like interpretation so now i'm sort of questioning good question nelson i'm not sure um, so guys,
0: <laughs> okay, guys, that's proof. Monica just mentioned raves, so you know that Monica is younger than me.
1: <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Thank you for that, Nelson. Oh, you're you're tops on my list now. You're number one on the list. <laughs> yes, number one, number one. So guys, if you have kids, kids under twelve are free, and. Parking is free too, but there are limited spaces in, in that area. So you still might want to consider carpooling. And definitely if you're going to be drinking more than you should, uh, definitely get a ride share. Yes. Always. Always. Please
0: drink responsibly. Yes. Drink responsibly.
1: Okay. Nelson, you have one more event for us.
0: This is for a really great cause. And Monica, on Thursday, November 14th, local restaurants, bars, cafes, coffee shops, ice cream, dessert shops, Pet shops, I don't know, (laughs) plant shops, (laughs) toy stores, whatever it is. I'm just kidding about the last three. They're going to donate 10% of their proceeds to benefit the Northwest Immigrant Rights Project. And this is Chefs Together Seattle. Monica, last year, more than 140 establishments participated in this. And their their projects to be just as many or more this year. And for more information, Monica, you want to make sure you go to togetherseattle.org. This is amazing. I don't think we talked about this last year. Did we talk about this last year on
1: our show? I can't remember. I don't think we did.
0: No. Northwest Immigrant Rights Project. This is the second time in two shows that we've talked mm-hmm. about this. Because remember, we talked about Agua Verde. Yeah. If you order two of their cocktails, they're donating $1 to the Northwest Immigrants Rights Project. And they're doing it again. And I think there was also an event that celebrated that, too, that was, that was benefiting that. I think it was a Filipino thing, something. A Filipino event, I think, I believe a dynasty room too. We talked oh, about. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. As well. mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's really great that Seattle is coming together and local restaurants and eateries and establishments are giving a good, giving to a good cause.
1: Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. 100% agree with you, Nelson. Now,
0: as I mentioned last year 140 establishments participated in this so you guys if you want to find out which establishments participated last year go to together and see for an example mm-hmm. definitely speaking of philanthropists <laughs> monica our next guest tell us about who she is because she does some great stuff for united way mm-hmm. i'm not going to give i don't Uh, that's just that's just a spoiler but (laughs) tell us who our next guest is
1: yeah nelson today's interview is with vanessa ronquillo one of the co-founders of at seattle food scene vanessa and co-founder tiara Laxon center around community integrity and inclusivity (laughs) they discover minority and women-owned businesses as part of seattle's food scene and you and i've gotten to know them both over the last year or so and they are such a welcome addition to our food community here's our interview with vanessa Hey everybody, we're here today with Vanessa, one half of the team behind Seattle Food Scene. Welcome to the show, Vanessa.
2: Hi, nice to be here. I'm actually a really big fan of the show. Oh, thank so you I'm so I'm really much. happy to talk with Seattle Foodie Podcast.
1: Awesome, great to have you. Uh, why don't you start off telling us how you and Tiara started the Seattle Food Scene and why?
2: Yeah, so we actually went to high school together and we've been traveling for food for many, many years. Um, When we started it, it was about last year, because we've done so many ventures together, we decided like why not combine our efforts. She used to write for movie reviews and I do digital marketing and social media marketing. And so we wanted to really lean on each other's strengths to create something beautiful and meaningful and Honestly, our driving principles are community, inclusivity, and integrity. Every decision we make is based off of those guiding principles. Mm -hmm. It's actually strengthened our friendship. It's been a really fun ride, and honestly, we want to create something that will live beyond us. Mm
1: -hmm. I really like what you're saying because it's it's purpose-driven. Right, and so food is one of those things that hit everybody, it hits communities, it hits culture. Like food is something that people can relate to even if they don't really care about food. But I like that there's this overarching theme and purpose behind what you all are doing, which I think is something very unique that folks might not necessarily know about. So thank you for sharing.
2: Of course.
1: So I have to say, your photography is absolutely striking, and anyone that's seen your pictures um, would agree. What are some tips for people who are trying to improve their shots?
2: I would say, thank you. Thank you very much. Go off of that. My biggest thing is actually just understanding your gear and your camera. You remember me when I first got my Sony A6500. I was really passionate about learning. Darkness never actually, I'm never afraid of taking photos in the dark. Um, we've been to events where mm-hmm. it's been dark and you're like, I don't know about those shots. But what I like is I know my camera and I've studied it and I know its capabilities and what it can do. So for anyone you know who wants tips and advice, it's like the information's out there. Mm-hmm. Be resourceful, study your camera, whether it be an iPhone or a DSLR mirrorless camera just know your gear and I love post editing work I go through Lightroom Photoshop just to really figure out like what it is I can do to make that photo better
1: mm-hmm. and I really love that I mean I think one of the reasons I've started posting different things on my feed like yesterday I posted a sunset I actually feel like I've fallen into a rut where I'm just you know I'm just going through the motions in my food photography and I agree with you like taking pictures in the dark is is a skill and I already don't like to take food outside and so that's something that I don't do a lot but I know a lot of other folks do. I, I think that I want to be a better photographer and so it's really inspiring like I know I've seen you, like, sign up for, like, classes and workshops, and you're out in the community trying to learn as much as you can, and I feel like, for me, I, f- I kind of lost that passion a little bit, so I appreciate, it's inspiring to me, because Thank I'm you. trying to get back to a place where I'm getting back to the art of it, and yeah. not just the eating of it, so, so yeah. appreciate what you're saying.
2: <laughs> no, it's it's been fun. It's been a fun journey. I feel like you've seen my growth, and I mean, really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. So I've been following you guys since day one. So like you said, about a year ago. Um, And so it's really interesting to come into a time where of oversaturation, right? Like coming in in the last year to Instagram is so different than coming in five years ago. And, And so what advice would you offer to anyone who's starting a new food account?
2: Yeah, so we did come in when it was oversaturated, but... My real advice is be genuine when you start it. T has her like food blog from a long time ago, and I've been posting food photos and food posts on my own personal for several years now since like, Instagram started. This was just a way for me to extract all my food posts into one like streamlined place just because I have a lot of friends who do ask me like where to eat. Be genuine when you do create one. When you do start off with one, and be consistent. I think consistency has really helped the food scene, and we're doing it very organically. Like I haven't spent any money trying to boost any of my ads or boost any of my posts I do that for a living for like other companies and other like agencies so it's something that I I really want to be genuine in my approach in what I say and what I post mm-hmm. um, to help small businesses and to you know build a community
1: I so appreciate that I mean I think I've seen in the year I've seen multiple different accounts start and I've seen them some of them be successful and some of them not and I'm I'm with you I I've boosted posts before, so I'm not going to say that I haven't. Uh, there's a reason that I do them if I'm doing working on a project, for example. But generally, I actually don't try to build my account. Mm-hmm. And and so I don't um, randomly follow people and like expect to follow back. I, I do follow back people, but for me, and, and I try to explain this to people and people think I'm weird. Why I do that is because I feel like the people who are following me are either following me because they like my content or they don't. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's the easiest way for me to sort it out, is yeah. that if they're coming to me, then I feel like they're at least interested in me, as opposed to like somebody going, okay, I guess I can follow her back, like that's okay. Yeah. Um, and and I don't know a lot of people who do that, and so, I, but I appreciate you saying that no boost at all I mean because it, it's hard it's a struggle out there so let's let's just be real
2: algorithm changing mm-hmm. all of the time um, you know Facebook taking control of Instagram it is like a game to really figure out how to increase engagement but because we have the luxury of this not being our full-time gig mm-hmm. this is for fun we enjoy it and it's our passion it's yeah. our passion project mm-hmm. you know and so I I love food my family it's like all of my family, like they're better cooks than I am. And so for me, food takes a whole nother meaning, takes community, takes, you know, Mm -hmm. that family lineage. And to me, tea is like my family too. So it bonds and it's the equalizer. Like Mm -hmm. I meet people on the streets sometime and we just have a meal and it's like, I would never, Mm -hmm. would have never met you if it wasn't for food. And even you, Monica, I don't think we would have met because, Mm -hmm. you know, if it wasn't for food. And it's really great to like, meet people of all different backgrounds mm-hmm. through food.
1: Yeah, guys, I mean, Vanessa and I were just talking about my personal life and I, like <laughs> I know I'm really transparent about some things, but there're some things that are actually private private and she's just learning some of those things about me now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really interesting. Okay, so about a year, so what are your plans together? Like, what do you guys yeah. have planned for Seattle food scene?
2: So we have a lot of things in plant and stored. Uh, we started this segment called Eat the Menu, where we go to yeah. places and order everything off the menu. Because, you know, when you go to a place and you order something, you're like, well, that's not that great. That And you're judging that one place off of that meal. Mm-hmm. But what if their specialty was a completely th- different thing that... You didn't order. We want to give a variety and be able to share the table with other like people who enjoy food and um, again different backgrounds, people who have different taste buds. I don't want it to be based off of T and I because we have similar backgrounds, um, cultural backgrounds, and whatnot. We want to understand like food coming from someone who's you know African American, someone who's Caucasian, someone who's you know Indian. It all changes based off of spices and what you are familiar with. And so that is something that we want to expand and like create events around Mm -hmm. and also, you know, share it on YouTube Mm -hmm. and actually create more video. I was really passionate about photography and now I'm pivoting and really learning and understanding videography and um, filming actually, because it's... It shares a different kind of emotion and you get to see the ambience of the place and a lot of times when I'm searching for restaurants I want to actually see is it a place that has good lighting is it a place that um, I want to bring all my friends to is it somewhere I want to celebrate my birthday and uh, so that is something that I want to expand YouTube IGTV with all the video and then also our Eat the Menu platform Mm -hmm.
1: and event space. Yeah, you guys did a couple of those, and I watch it, and, you know, it's so funny because... Sometimes Nelson and I end up eating the menu without meaning to when people just keep up like I remember one time we thought we we're going for like a three course meal is like a nine course meal. So that's I pretty much those. that's pretty much a menu. No, yeah. it's so much food. Right? Oh, never I, enough food. And I remember the first time like I saw this concept with you guys, I'm just like, wait, is it just you two? You're just like, No. It's not just oh, the no. two of us. And and then I'm just like, Oh, because in my head I was just like, Well, it's usually just me and nelson. And so I'm just like I kinda of felt a little bad there. I'm just like, Ooh, I gotta Check that one out. But I, I, I think I think that you're right. You know, I mean, sometimes I'll go on Yelp and I'll be like, okay, well, what's this place known for? Okay, well, that's why the food wasn't that good because I chose something that they actually aren't that, that good at yeah. or recognized for. But this is the dish I should have ordered. Or else if you know someone that's been there before, you know, like what's good? What's mm-hmm. good over here?
2: I always, when I go by myself or with, like, uh, my boyfriend, at uh, I always ask the server, what's your favorite? Or what's the most popular dish? Mm-hmm. I already have what I like queued up in my mind. And then I just want a reaffirmation mm-hmm. that this is actually a good dish yeah. that the server or the employee would recommend.
1: I like asking that question too. Yeah. But 25% of the time, the server will say, I like this. I like this. Actually, everything's good. Yes. Actually, and that's I've
2: experienced that. not
1: super helpful to me. Mm-hmm. That's when I sort of become disconnected because they're not mm-hmm. being truthful and transparent. Yeah. That doesn't help me as a consumer. You know? I mean, yeah. I mean. This I, is why we're going to have all of <laughs> on the table. <laughs> totally. All right. So what are your favorite some of your favorite places to eat right now? And I say right now because, you know, we, we all eat a lot of food and we eat lots of places and yeah. we don't want to leave anyone out, but like today there might be stuff that you're thinking about. What, what are those places? Yeah, things?
2: I was talking to my brother yesterday and I was like, "You know, what are our favorite places cuz we eat a lot together. <laughs> we eat out a lot together and he was like, okay, well, he reminded me, you know, like, Hood Famous mm-hmm. in International District. Love what they're doing there. Honestly, it's my go-to. Anytime someone says, you wanna have coffee? I'm like, yeah, I actually know this place, Hood Famous. It reminds me of home and the food is good and I'm obsessed with their cookies, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm always like craving that. I'm almost not open right next door. So that's kind of, a, for me, go-to place. Mm-hmm. I'm always in the International District. So, those right now are my favorites. I actually mm-hmm. went a couple times to Momo san. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Iron <laughs> Chef Momoto. And I saw that you met him too. Uh, he's very humble. And I think those two places are like kind of my go to's right now. Mm-hmm. I also want to put a plug for like Atrium Kitchen. Mm-hmm. I really actually loved Chef Tracy. Yep. She taught me so much about seafood. And I remember when I went there and took a class, I came away with a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so that's another place, and she's doing so much good work in the community. Oh, yeah. I love supporting chefs that actually try to do something for their community, mm-hmm. and um, it's meaningful to me. And it actually goes towards our, you know, guiding principles and mission. Mm-hmm. So everything that we do, it's like we fall back on that. Totally. If we ever have like an inkling of like, is that something that we should go to? It's like, well, does it fall within those mm-hmm. principles? If so, then yes, mm-hmm. and so.
1: No, for sure. Um, we are just talking about some of the programs that Chef Tracy has, and you know, every month there's uh, Nourished Neighborhoods. Yeah. The concept behind that one is one that I love the most because it's a free meal for anyone, and it's everyone together, like yeah. sharing a meal and getting to know each other, from tourists to people who work there, to um, people who can't afford a meal, yeah. and it's just, it's a lovely concept, and you're right, she does really great work, and she's yeah. so generous and giving. Fantastic, Chef Tracy. Okay, so where can people find you on Instagram and other places? Because you don't just have an Instagram, right? Yeah, so we do
2: have a website. I thought it was very important when we started this that we have a website. Because, you know, with the growing changes of Instagram, Facebook, and all the different algorithms, who knows how long, you know, until a new platform Mm -hmm. comes up. So our website is www.theseattlefoodscene.com mm-hmm. And then our Instagram page is at Seattle Food Scene. And we do have a Facebook, and it's also at Seattle Food mm-hmm. Scene. And our Twitter, we don't really use, so I'm not gonna promote it. Okay, <laughs> but, that makes a lot but, of sense. But um, my personal account is Vanessa X Camille, and that's separate from like the food stuff, mm-hmm. but
1: yeah. All right, well thanks so much for spending time with us today, Vanessa. Thank you, Monica. And that's our interview with Vanessa. Nelson, you know, Vanessa's such a great photographer and she's so fun to be around. And so's Tiara. I mean, I think some of the best times we've had over the last summer have been with both of them. Um, and I know you keep trying to steal Tiara so she can be your hand model. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's a great hand model. What can I say? I know. T, we didn't forget you. We will interview you another time. This one was just Vanessa only, but yeah, we didn't forget you, T. You are are the other half of Seattle food scene, so (laughs) we can't forget her. But they're awesome. You know why, Monica? Because... (laughs) whenever they're together with an event with us, they have way more energy than us. Oh. <laughs> Usually we bring a lot of the energy, but all of a sudden they're just like, they're they're networking and talking to people and making friends. I'm like, holy, <laughs> cool, holy cannoli, what is going on around here? They're, just, they're like, oh yeah, just like making making friends. And, I, and afterwards I was like, oh, did you, did you guys meet them at an event like a while back? I was like, no, we just met them today. <laughs> what,
1: what just... <laughs> What just happened? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, one event we went to, they were they were talking to some people they just met and like they planned out all this other stuff for the next two weeks. I'm just like, wait a minute, you just met them and like you're, you're doing what and doing what?
0: Yeah. Awesome. They're you know, like taking group photos together at the end. I'm like, what, what just what did, what just happened? I have no idea what just, what's going on. Yeah, here. I'm just like, I'm gonna go back to my corner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The introverts the introverts that we are. Introverts yeah, we are. for sure yeah there's are they're they're a ball of fun mm-hmm. and um yeah it was a great time and you i think you guys mentioned in the interview vanessa has a very talented brother who is an absolute fantastic chef Absolutely. remember when he did that where he did the budo fight yes. in the summertime yes. <laughs> oh, i still think about that i still think about that meal that was amazing you know where he's working now right no i previously he was at tanaka san mm-hmm. but i don't know where chef 100 is now
1: yeah so uh it, Kyle is actually working with Melissa Miranda
0: at Oh, I was going to guess that. I was going to guess that. <laughs> I was. I truly was. I was like, this, it, it makes sense now. Mm. That's awesome. I think that's great. What a
1: great pairing. Yeah, Nelson, I'm the good that's guesser. <laughs> <laughs> we can't both be the good guessers. <laughs> I don't know. Okay.
0: Uh, all right, guys. Well, that's pretty much our show for this week. Woo, Monica. I looked at my schedule. I'm a little bit more busier than you. I there's, <laughs> I'm looking at Thursday, especially Thursday. Yeah. It's gonna be, well, it's gonna be crazy for Thursday. We're gonna start what at, as early as 9 a.m. Yeah, and I'm going all the way to like, I don't know, 8 p.m. with stuff. Ooh, You're busier than me. You're
1: busier than me because you don't say no to anything. I'm just like, do I have time to drive there? Do I have time to find parking? Nelson just like, yeah, I'll come. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh crap, I can't. Oh, I gotta go. <laughs> So, guys i know yeah nelson's definitely more popular than i am but also if i think i can't make it in a reasonable amount of time i will say no but nelson's always all fomo
0: there's a movie i want to catch i really want to see and it's uh yeah i want to i want to go see it so. <laughs> oh well oh well good luck with all that. you'll see it in my stories yeah you'll see it in my stories Sorry. all right everyone that's our show for today